0: Hi, this is Hank Bordowitz and welcome to Noise of the World. Artists in their own words. This is one of the all-time favorite interviews that I did. I've been looking for this interview for quite some time. I wanted to put it I wanted this to be the first interview we did, but it didn't work out that way until I was uh, sorting through some stuff and it turned up. And so I sat down with Etta James during the New York Blues Festival one year, and and she was just amazing. What I've got here is her telling a terrific story, great story, about Leonard Chess, one of the um, more infamous people in the music business. Leonard was one of the founders of Chess Records, and they were notorious for the terrible, terrible contracts that they gave their artists. And this is part of what this is about so i don't want to even do any more on this miss peaches edda james
1: if i remember the very i remember what got me with chess is when i came from st louis strand in the snow that weekend and went to jackie wilson gave me bus fare myself and the girl and the hotel money to go to Chicago. That was the closest place. We didn't want to go back to home we were living in San Francisco. We didn't want to go back home too, too wild at that time. Hey, let's go to Chicago and start over there. And we, you know, living in an apartment hotel where you could cook and other entertainers <laughs> were there like Curtis Mayfield and Impressions and Wade Flemings. everybody lived in this same hotel. And we used to put all our money together. I was the one that had the kitchen and put all our money to eat sometimes we, we then they would take bottles you know, and we used to get like two cents three cents five cents and at the end of the day well that afternoon we'd get our money together and we'd get some food to cook, and cook it maybe a pot of beans or something but I do remember us putting together not having much just enough to buy some cornmeal and I learned if ever you were hungry because I always tell my kids I said "Ever you get hungry and you go to my, if you got enough money you get some yellow cornmeal and you get sugar. You know, you're gonna be able to get sugar somewhere if you have to walk into McDonald's or something and put <laughs> some of the steal some of the sugar <laughs> and um, sugar and cornmeal and fry it. And boy is it good. And then if you got enough little money you get a little syrup or something like that, right? Dip it in there and we ate that for two days. I remember going to Chess Records and Leonard Chess had a check on his desk. And he says, yeah, I want you with Chess Records. You'll be really good. I'll get you out of the deal with Modern. We'll do this and we'll do that and all that. And I said, oh, this is really good. Because this looked like a real company compared to what I had left in Los Angeles, you know, with those Hollywood guys out there. And he says, let me show you what my artists get. Because I was kind of looking. I could see there was a check over there, right? Matter of fact, they had, they had been talking to Chuck Berry. He had been there earlier that day. And I heard just some little things... Like they were saying about me yeah that Chuck Berry is really hard to get along with. and I could hear this little mumbling I knew there was something going on and the check was there he said let me show you what kind of royalties my artist make and he lifted the check up to me and this check was for 90 some thousand dollars and it was made out Chuck Berry and Alan Freed I know who Alan Freed was then Alan Freed was also—he was called Moon Dog—and uh, they all. A lot of people said, "You know, you ought to get chess records this your Recording company and Alan Freed, your manager. Boy, you've been really cooking. I said, "Yeah," but I knew what his, what he did. But when I looked at the check and the check was, and I said, "And this check was for?" I said, "What is that?" I was about to faint. There were so many zeros there, and he said. That was ninety six, I think, about ninety six thousand. And he said, "This is just for three months or six months payment for Maybelline." And I went, "Oh God, I made that kind of money to myself! Whew, whoa, that Chuck Berry's making money! And who is this? Guy? Then I didn't know that who is this guy on here? This Alan Freed had nothing to do with the show business name. I mean, he wasn't." It wasn't like Willie Di- having Willie Dixon or, 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 or Bo Diddley's name, well, I knew who those guys were. And um, so Leonard said, well, this is what artists make. So that's why I was really anxious about getting with the company, okay? And I had one hit record, all I could do was cry, then I had stopped the waiting, and then I had my dearest Darling, and they were kind of like going in like layers. So when it was time, about a year later, when it would have been time for me to receive some royalties, down there, I was rubbing my hands together. I just
0: and he presented hmm. you an accounting of your hotel bill.
1: Exactly <laughs> the, the hotel bill, the one that he got me out of that they were plugging the door uh, the whole year. Um, the money that he had paid Modern Records. To settle out because modern did not give me any royalties either. But one the only way I got saved a little bit over at modern was because I was a minor and we got a strict minor's uh, thing happening over in California about that. Your money goes into court and the court holds it and they, you have to come back to court for the money and tell them what you need it for. And uh, but on the statement, I remember he handed it to me. I looked at this, I said, I just, I just knew that 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 that, that uh, my, I knew I was going to look down there and see, you know nice fat if it said ten thousand I mean I would have been really very happy because ten thousand dollars to a, to a girl like me and so I looked at, I was looking at the statement and I saw all this stuff but now being you know young and not caring about that kind of stuff the only thing I used to do and actually I, if they admit it they know that's all they used to do to the other artists all they will do is used to read the top see if that's their name and go through see if that's chest and then go straight down to where the money is okay just Fiddle the page right on over and go, where I don't know where to go. Where did it say the money? You didn't even read the other part. So when I'm going, so this, it was just one page and I was going down. First thing I want to do, I don't care about any of this. All I want to know is what does the bottom of that thing say my check's going to be, right? And I go down and I look and I saw that was written in red, right? And I said, Oh, I said, I got $14,000. All right. And I'm going. Down. And I said, um, Leonard said, Hold it, hold it. Because I guess when I look, I said, Ooh. And I just look like, the look I had was a really a look of, Wow, that's really good for me. But he said, Hey, go, hold it. Don't get all bent out of shape. And I was kind of confused. It was like, What is he saying that for? Look at it. Don't worry about what that says, okay? What do you need? Then I'm really confused. <laughs> I wanted. What does he mean, what do I need? He says, this here is a... Don't worry about this. Son. Just tell me what you need. Whatever you need. You know, you can get anything you need. You, this is... Oh, I said, wait a minute. You're saying that I don't have this coming? Hell no, you don't have this coming. He says, you owe me this. I went, I just met this guy. How can I owe this guy this kind of money? Right? And then I went over and looked at all, this, all the charges. and didn't mean Jack either. And I said, and he said... Just tell me what you need, okay? But now, a person is being shocked into reality like that, you know, 21 or 22 years old. You never made really money before. Anyway, what am I going to say I need? A Cadillac? Uh, how about a, how about a couple of leather suits? Uh, how about a diamond ring? You know, I didn't know what to ask for. So that's how, dumb story short, all I got was how much I owed to him every all the time. The one time I
0: received a check for $10,000, I can't remember, it could have
1: been shortly after that royalty statement there, maybe a couple of weeks because that's where I bought my house, but what it was, now that I know it was only in advance, Again, it probably was Leonard was probably giving it to me so that I would. I don't know whether my manager and I was saying that girl needs a house and you know she should have something. She's been on the road, you know. So I remember the $10,000 was given to me like a loan in advance and I went and took that $10,000 straight to Los Angeles and put $8,000 down on a house, the same house I live in now. $8,000 in, into the house and the two. I bought furniture or whatever. And my grandfather was a real estate broker at that time, and that's the only reason I was able to do that, but that's the only royalty check that I ever ever got. Now, Leonard Chess did take care of quite a few things, but I mean, those things could never add up to whatever my royalties were. I mean, he used to send me to rehabilitation when he found out that I was on drugs. he paid for stuff like that, and at that time they were trying to charge five or six thousand dollars so you to go do that secretly away. Uh, that, and uh, I found out that the manager that I had had many checks written that he, that Leonard and them had been dealing with him and writing him yeah. checks in his name. They were cashing them over at over here in New York. Matter of fact, Chemical Coin Exchange. Manhattan Chase, Manhattan Bank, because once the FBI came and talked to me, or IRS came and talked to me, and they wanted me to testify against someone about some money and stuff, and that's what they brought to me with the records to show me, and said, you look... Lady, if you really know, these people have exploited hundreds of thousands of dollars from you, so why should you not want to testify? And this particular person, which it was my manager, I didn't want to testify because I really didn't know anything about what they were really getting him for. Serious, serious drug trafficking, trafficking. I didn't know anything about that. I knew I was on drugs, but I didn't know he was supplying other cities and stuff. And he was, I was young and that was keeping me telling tell me, well, I have to do that and keep you off of the street because you'll get busted and that's the only way you can keep your, you know, image. I mean, literally everything, you know, from the, the, the heroin to on from the heroin to the methadone programs where a chest then pay for that and then back from that on when you think you're on methadone and you think you're not being hooked then you're hooked on that and then when the blockage goes away you're still hooked on that and still messing around with heroin so you got two or three different things happening with you. So and then the thing, the IRS came after me because i had made so much money, okay. Now they put a lien on my house and uh, a lien on all my writer's royalties and on everything that they could possibly see that needed to leave. You know, BMI's and the publishing companies and every place where I would have had money coming in. And um, Leonard Chess, they went to Leonard Chess. I'll never forget the, the day they went there. They went there and they audited his books also with Ahmed Jamal. And Ahmed Jamal had been in there and it was a big chaos that day. And Leonard told me to stay upstairs, don't come down. Because they were in the building terrified of the IRS I don't know why I was broke as a church mouse you know and he goes uh, don't worry I'm going to take care of him for you and then he came later and showed me this check canceled check where he paid him five thousand dollars or something he well he called himself saving me from them taking the house because they did have a serious lien on it and what he did he incorporated the house into the chess corporation supposedly, to help me, keep me from losing it, something, huh, and uh, the one thing that he did do when he died, he had left, he had left, he was one of these kind of men that always took care of his own things, business, okay, mm-hmm. and everything he had was in his head, oh boy, uh-huh, stay, everything, and so he said he left, uh, uh, instructions, that if anything were to happen to him, that that house would immediately be turned over to me. And he died, like, you know, on a Monday or whatever. And by Wednesday, GRT flew into Los Angeles, personally came to my house and handed me my deeds. And that was the one thing that... Uh, um, I know I never got paid royalties and all that, but I thought at least I had it, You know, I thought that's why I've never bad I mean I talk about Leonard I tell the truth about him you know what they did and what they didn't do but the thing was that I, I always felt grateful for that because he could have left that house all messed up with in the hands of those new guys and those new guys wouldn't have known nothing and they wouldn't have cared one bit okay Leonard was well, Leonard was a like a father, kind of a thing. He did look out after any... None of his artists wanted for anything. They didn't... Whatever they wanted, he gave them to him. Because we were like... It was like our slave master.
0: Etta James died in the house that she's talking about. But you've been listening to Noise of the World, Artists in Their Own Words. This is episode 12, Etta James Learns About Red Ink. My name is Hank Bordowitz. This is a production of Bordowitz Media Works. And I thank you very, very much for listening.